can sit down if you'd like. It's okay. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. It keeps bubbling up, so I'm going to ask it. Is there a, a word from the Lord for the, us as a congregation here? Does anybody have a word from the Lord for us? If you do, you've got to raise your hand. Amen. We're okay. We love you, Lord. Here, I've got something for us, a more sure word of prophecy. Hallelujah. This is Isaiah 35. Even the wilderness and desert will be glad in those days. The wasteland will rejoice and blossom with spring crocuses. Don't know how to say that word. Yes, there will be an abundance of flowers and singing and joy. This is speaking of us. Glory to God. The deserts will become as green as the mountains of Lebanon, as lovely as Mount Carmel or the plain of Sharon. The Lord will display his glory, the splendor of our God. With this news, strengthen those who have tired hands and encourage those who have weak knees. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear, for your God is coming to destroy your enemies. He is coming to save you. And when he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. The lame will leap like a deer, and those who cannot speak will sing for joy. Hallelujah. I appreciate the hallelujahs. Glory to God. Springs will gush forth in the wilderness, and streams will water the wasteland. The parched ground will become a pool, and springs, will, springs of water will satisfy the thirsty land. Marsh grass and reeds and rushes will flourish where desert jackals once lived. And a great road will go through that once deserted land. It will be named the Highway of Holiness. You know, that's the last frontier, holiness. Hallelujah. The world's waiting for us to be really holy people. A highway, a highway of holiness. Evil-minded people will not travel on it. It will only be for those who walk in God's ways. Fools will never walk there. Lions will not lurk along its course, nor any other ferocious beast. There will be no other dangers. Only the redeemed will walk on it. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will even enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear, and they will be filled with joy and gladness. Thank you, Lord. If I was in the church I was raised in right there, you would hear the word of the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. We're honored to have my friends here tonight, Andrew's friends. Jimmy and Kristen Kellett. Jimmy is actually over our ministry. He monitors every message that we speak. Not really. He is over our he is over our <laughs> he, is, uh, he is over our ministry. He actually came and set Andrew in place as pastor over the mission church. Amen. And so we are just thrilled that he has become part of us. We are part of Christian International Apostolic Network. Jimmy is the director of it's the ministry now it's called hearing God's voice we know it as apostolic prophetic training he is over that he helps develop the curriculum he teaches all the classes we've had lesson one here we've gone to Christian International many times we're planning on going back in February again so if you'd like to go for the week-long class we would be honored for you to go there it is a wonderful class on learning how to hear God's voice and minister prophetically they are called to the office of a prophet. That's what they do. They are a gift to the body of Christ. 
So Jesus called them out of the world and brought them into his church as a gift to the church. So we are experiencing a gift from Jesus to us tonight. And we just bless you and worship Jesus for your, him sending you and for your kindness to be here. Lord, we thank you for calling people and, and giving us association with them to where we're actual friends with people in ministry. And we thank you for the way that you have trained them to minister prophetically. It is a joy, Lord, and we receive them. In Jesus' name, amen. Kristen, you're going to come share first? Praise God. Praise God. Lord, we just honor you in this house tonight, Lord. We just honor you. You are the guest of honor, Lord, and we honor you. You know, we were singing, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, right? We were saying, um, this is my story. This is my song. And the Holy Spirit just began to stir in me Jesus' story because you're a part of his story. Jesus has a testimony too, and we're a part of that testimony. You know, Jesus, if he would share his story, he would probably talk about, you know, how, how he went through that wilderness season and he overcame the enemy with the word of God and how the Lord called him into ministry and anointed him and filled him with the Holy Ghost and launched him straight into ministry after that. He would probably talk about how he called the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, the pastor, and the evangelist, right? How he called the 12, how he set them in and he trained them up. And that's his story's not over. He would probably talk about the Mount of Transfiguration and how the Lord said, I want to remind you, son, in my own words, I want to remind you, son, before you go to that cross, what it's going to be like to be in your glorified body. Come on, somebody. Jesus has a testimony. Praise God. We all have a story. We all have a story. So um, I just want to share. First of all, I, I just want to thank Pastors Andrew. I want to thank uh, uh, Pastor Paul. I don't know. Do they call you Pastor? Or <laughs> I just want to thank y'all here at Mission Church just for having us and the relationships that we've built and the friendships that God has established. It's always an honor to be here. I know God has so much for you this weekend. We have a just a couple of, of, of days with you tonight and tomorrow, but I know that God is going to impart. He is going to bring an alignment. He is going to bring some confirmation. Those of you that have been crying out, God, I just need some confirmation. I just need to know that in this season that I'm in, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, God. I just need some clarity, God. I just need some clarity. Any of you ever been in that place where you just need some clarity? Amen. Amen. God knows that. God knows that, and so he sends his mouthpiece. He sends his prophets. He sends the people that, that he wants to minister to you through, and I believe that's why we're here. So I'm excited about all that he's doing. Uh, just to share a little bit about um, A Door of Hope, uh, we started, I started uh, back in 2012, a ministry called A Door of Hope in Louisiana. 
And this ministry was a ministry for women that were coming out of trauma, all kinds of trauma. And so um, we started with counseling and, and just offering uh, a clothes closet and helping like with diapers and different things like that in the community. And then we had an opportunity to purchase a building. And um, because the vision was to establish a residential program for women where they could come free of charge. And we, and we would be able to help them rebuild and help you know, uh, them through the process of you know, God restoring them, right? And so we did, we purchased a building and we opened up the residential and so we had like a community center downstairs and upstairs was the residential. And we had about 12 or 15, I'm not even sure how many branches of ministry. Everything from Camp Hope for teenage girls, 13 through 17, which was a free summer program, to going into the jail and ministering. That's probably my favorite. And I'll tell you why. The women are so, they're hungry. They're hungry. Look, they're in life and death situations. Um, and so just... You, this floor is concrete. Well, that's how it is in jail. They're concrete floors, and we didn't have any catchers. But let me tell you, when God wanted to fill them with the Holy Ghost, boop, 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 no catchers. And nobody got hurt because they were getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Saved and filled, and, and God moved. And, and so it, in 2020, Jimmy happened. <laughs> I always say Jimmy happened. And um, God... <laughs> Uh, we got married, and I moved to Florida, and for a while, I was driving back and forth Florida to Louisiana, and I had a great team of people, because you can't do anything without a good team of people. If you're trying to do something on your own, it's probably not a God thing, because God's bigger than that, you know, we're the body of Christ, we're one body, but many members of that body, right, and, uh, but it was just and, and then I went and I sat down with Pastor Jane, and, and she spoke a word. Sometimes, I mean, we get a lot of good words, but there are times where when you get a word that shifts the very direction of your life, I'm telling you it was one of those kind of words. And this is what she said. She said, Kristen, I see a permission slip. I said, a permission slip? She said, yep. She said, God is giving you permission to enjoy the new life he's given you with your husband. And just because he's asking you to close the doors in Louisiana does not mean you have failed the community. God has other things for you to do. This burden lifted off of me. This weight lifted off of me. Changed the directory of our whole life. And... Um, but God wasn't through with the door of hope. A door of hope is now a door of hope international. And God, during COVID, had me, reminded me of an assignment he gave me to start writing trauma training manuals. And uh, they are called SCARS, which stands for Survivors Carry a Real Story. And one of the things that I think is important to know, laying that foundation is that Jesus went to that cross for us. But when he came out of the grave, 
He wasn't, he didn't have wounds all over him. He came out with scars. He came out triumphant. He came out healed. He came out with the keys of the kingdom in his hand. And who was he giving them to? Us. We have a responsibility, church. He's given them to us. Amen. Now, there are many types of ministries. You know, um, sometimes God heals instantly, a miracle, just instantly. Those are wonderful, wonderful miracles that God does. Does he do that all the time? No, he doesn't. And sometimes God sets us free instantly. Amen? And then there are times where we go through a process, right? We're always praying for the harvest. God, bring us souls. But what are we saying? What are we praying what does that mean, the harvest? Souls in the kingdom, yes. But it really means people coming straight out of trauma, right? Souls in the kingdom, but people coming straight out of trauma sometimes. And we've got to be ready for that. And we have to know how to walk alongside someone. You know, you might have a woman walk through the door, and she's in trauma in, in her marriage, She's not ready to leave. You know, she's believing God, and she's going back home into that abuse. What are we going to do? How are we going to support her? Um, and so with scars, what we do is I've been in school for the past year and a half or so, working on my advanced certification now as a trauma recovery coach, and the reason that I wanted to do that was because I had the spiritual side, but I really wanted the clinical side of what trauma is and how it affects us. And so what I've done with SCARS is I take the two, the Word of God, right, and the clinical side, and I bring them together, right? And I train the body of Christ. And this is what's interesting. What, what the Lord has been doing is he's been connecting us not only with churches, but people with vision in the churches. Some have a vision to open up a place for women that have been trafficked. Some have a, a, a vision to open up a place for people with, uh, that are coming out of domestic violence. Some are already have nonprofit organizations. We had one uh, pastor that is the director of two pregnancy resource centers in Wisconsin that had a statewide conference and brought every pregnancy center, invited them to come be a part of this training. Praise God. Praise God. So I just finished Scars of Sexual Abuse. That's the next training manual. Um, and uh, there'll be other scars of domestic violence, scars of abortion, scars of addiction, scars of grief, and one that God really put on our heart. I don't know when that'll be, but uh, scars of spiritual abuse. <sighs> you know, that's a hard one because, um, just real quick, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it over to my husband. He's got the word tonight. But... Um, it was three years before anybody ever asked me about the trauma I'd been through in my life. Three years in the church, carrying all of this stuff inside of me. I, I feel like it was like somebody being locked up in the basement of my soul, just wanting out. <coughs> Not knowing what to do with that. Was I saved? Yes. Was I filled with the Holy Spirit? Absolutely. 
but I had been through so much trauma. I had PTSD from being on the streets and drug addicted and in jail and out of jail and sexual assaults and childhood sexual. I mean, you name it, I've been through it. But God, but God is so faithful. He's so faithful. And so somebody asked me a question one day that changed the course of my life. Uh, it was a Sunday morning, and in the foyer of the church, they had nonprofits, had tables set up, and we were to go around and maybe get involved, donate, volunteer, something. And I came across this table, and she had some brochures laid out, and I picked one up, and it was something called post-abortion syndrome. Hmm, never heard of that. And then she looked at me, and she asked me a question. She said, have you ever had an abortion? And I thought, who is this stranger, this woman, have the nerve to ask me such a personal question? I was in fight, flight, or freeze. I wanted to run, forest run. You hear me? I wanted to get the heck out of there. I didn't know how to respond, so, so I said, well, yeah, but that was a long time ago, and it's under the blood, and I'm forgiven, and all my sins are, and I gave her every scripture I could think of to let her know, I'm fine, I'm fine. But inside, I could hear that on the basement of my soul. Something in me needed healing. And I said, yes, I said, but that was a long time ago, whatever, all the scriptures. And she said something that changed my life. She said, you're not alone. You're not alone. And I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. And so I had signed up her volunteer sheet, and I thought for a minute, now why did I do that? <laughs> She's going to call me, and I just want to get as far away from her as I possibly can. But she did call me, and here's the interesting story. I showed up to volunteer at that nonprofit organization. And when I walked through the doors of that clinic, I realized, oh my gosh, I was a client there. Three years before I walked through their doors thinking that they were an abortion clinic and they ministered to me, saved my daughter's life. I turned myself in to jail and God turned my life around and brought me back to that clinic to minister to other women. Now you tell me God's not good. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I can't help myself. You wonder why Paul and I get along so well. Amen. <laughs> Nobody else. Hey, I have to say this, and I'm, I'm going to say it from where I come from with what's going on with Christian and Scars, because, you know, COVID sort of threw us together very quickly. We had the longest honeymoon ever, right? Because we got married in January and COVID hit in February. And we, we basically got shut in and we had to, we had to learn each other real quick. But in the time that she was doing it, I was, I was the guinea pig for everything she was writing. Here, babe, read this. Here, here, babe, read that. And I realized when I was reading it that women aren't the only ones that have trauma. So we team teach it because I realized something happened to me when I was a kid. Amen. My, my 
my cousin, who was my best friend, lived two doors down. She committed suicide because she was being abused by her father and, and her brothers and other men in the body of Christ. And um, it, 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 it tore me up. I mean, it, what, it's what told me, made me run from God, move away. I thought, if that's what God does, I'm out of here. But God, amen? I, I, was, I was at a, um, a, a celebration of a, uh, my first pastor ever, Pastor Matt, in, in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And I was at, at this church in Tempe, which was my youth pastor's church. He had, he had grown his ministry, and he, I mean, he brought three or four blocks. And they, were, they had all sorts of community stuff that they did there. And I was sitting in a chair, and somebody walks up and puts his hands on my shoulders. So he pinned me to the chair, and he said, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Jimmy Kellett, working for Bishop Bill Hammond. I was the worst kid in youth group. I, I caused him more heck, <laughs> right? But God has a plan, amen? Each one of us, God has a ministry within us. And so what my ministry is, is being a prophet. God's called me to the nations, amen? I remember sitting in a Friday night school of the Holy Spirit back in 1999, and the prophet that was up front stood me up in, as I was sitting in the back. He said, Jimmy, has anybody ever told you you're called to be a prophet to the nations? No, because I never really cared to, to have a title, right? But God had a plan. So I'm going to talk tonight about the benefits of hearing God. Amen? Because I think that's the lane I'm supposed to be running in. I, I know that's the lane. I also know that God has opened up the door with scars and everything he's doing. I told Christian the other day, I'm cool being number two. Right? I, I mean, I, I, I've, I've had so much opportunity to minister through the to and through the body of Christ, so it's easy for me, Amen. And so I'm, I I I want to teach. My heart is to teach you how to hear God. You don't need a prophet. You know that, right? Because Jesus died on the cross. His blood was was spilled for us. You know, we we were stained with crimson, but we're white as snow when He died on the cross, right? And he, and he took all of our sins, so because of that, we all are worthy. But Paul says this, he says, covet to prophesy and forbid not to speak in tongues. Right? He says, covet to prophesy. I'm going to talk about Abraham tonight because Abraham was the first one that we hear where God had spoke to him, right? And, and Abraham enjoyed a loving relationship with God. His life revolved around what God was doing. Come on, he even packed up the stuff and left home. Uh, he, you know, he was a rich man before he ever left for the Canaan land, wasn't he? So I want to talk about some of the benefits we, we tend to gain when we hear God's voice. And the first one is this. It's a source of wisdom. It's a source. How many of you guys have, have decisions you need to make now? How many of you guys know that if you just go to God with it, He'll, he'll, you know, Christian's in a place right now where she's saying, God, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Because there's some opportunities coming up. And, and you know, I, don't, I can't speak into it because my heart says, you should do it, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I know that it has to be settled in her, and I can't settle it. I can, I can give her wisdom. I can speak into it, but I can't do anything. Proverbs 2, 6 says, for the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh Knowledge and understanding, right? 
And we see how God is able, just out of his mouth. How many of you guys know that God will speak to you? Let me, let me rephrase my question. How many, of you, how many of you have ever prayed? I hope every hand goes up. <laughs> Paul's didn't. <laughs> All right. But when you pray, think about this. Do you hear God? You do. So that's, that's, that's a benefit. That's God speaking. And if God speaks in that way, can he speak in other, speak in other ways? You know, some of us hear things. Some of us dream things. Right? But there's a benefit of hearing God. Right? Out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. I, I, I had this uh, a dear friend, and I was in the middle of a decision-making process. I had another dear friend who had asked me to come up and be his associate pastor in Nashville, which I, I love Nashville. I would have gone in a minute. Right? But we were there, and, and I, I just, I just had, didn't have a a surety in what I needed. So I went to a, a dear friend of mine, Dr. John Watson, passed on to be with the Lord. He was an apostle before apostles were cool. I mean, he, he had that title, right? But he didn't, he didn't wear the title. He, he worked the title. He saw, he, I mean, when you spoke to Do, Dr. John, you knew he had a, a father's heart. And I believe that's what apostles should have anyway. Not so much as the pastor, but even more so like a grandpa. Right? How many of you guys remember sitting down with your grandfather and asking him questions? My grandfather, he would cuss me out and say, just, just watch what I do. <laughs> right? And so I learned how to do it by watching. Didn't ask a lot of questions, right? But I sat down with Dr. John, and Dr. John said this. He said, Jimmy, you can ask for all the wisdom of the world. You can ask God. You can go find men who are godly men that have the wisdom of the Lord. But he said, you've got to remember one thing. In that wisdom and in that knowledge, you make the decision. See, when we make a decision and we say, God, I want to hear your voice, how many guys know it's going to happen? We, I was at a church in Plano, Texas, had a, a sound booth like you guys, a crow's nest is what we called it, like you guys. It was a huge church. And I was up in the crow's nest, and Bishop Bill Hammond came in, and he was there ministering at his church. Now, I've known Bishop most of my life, right? And so he's, he's, he's ministering, and he's prophesying to everybody there, and he's, I mean, nailing them. We used to call it reading the mail, right? They, he was reading the mail. And I wasn't back there like, like Pastor is right now, sitting behind the booth, you know, doing nothing. I was running tapes. So every time he prophesied, I put tape in. Because, you know, they, we believe that you had to record it. And so, personal word. So I, I, I was doing all of that. And I wasn't sitting back there going, they always forget the sound man. <laughs> always. always. <laughs> Last guy it's always ministered to, if they get ministered, right? And so I wasn't thinking that. This is what I was thinking. God, how does he hear you that way? God, how does he get that clarity? And it, it, it caused something in me to light. It was like God used that as a, a, as a spark to cause the doors to open so I could hear his voice. Amen? It gives instruction. Joshua 1.8 says, The book of the law shall not depart out of their mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, <coughs> excuse me, for then thou shalt make 
thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success, right? God is saying, hey, guys, if you hear my voice, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out. I'm going to give you the ways to go. I'm going to show you what road to take. When you get to the Y in the road, which, which way do I go, Ralph, right? But God, guys, if God has given us instruction, it's important for us to desire to hear him. How many of you guys are in a place right now in business or in a job where you're saying, should I stay or should I go? Amen? You need, you need the instruction of the Lord right now. You don't need to, to run out <coughs> and find somebody else. You need to go to God personally. I always tell people, I'm trying to work myself out of a job. Amen? I know that my job will be never ending. It gives, it directs. Paul, on his way to Damascus, when he encountered God, God changes direction from a killing spree mission to a life-changing one. Did he not? <laughs> right? I always tell people, it, when Paul fell off his horse because of the anointing of the Lord, and he went partially, he went blind temporarily, is that not a sign of a concussion? Okay, things that make me go, hmm. <laughs> right? Acts 9-11, the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the streets of which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. God is able to give us direction of the light and thereby give your life a meaningful impact. Come on, Paul's, Paul's life after that wasn't easy. He had to fight. He had to prove to Peter that he was on the other side now. How many of you guys have met friends of yours and they look at you like, you did what? I had, I had a dear friend of mine uh, come into town the other day, and he said, hey, can we meet for breakfast? And we were sitting there meeting, and he says, you're doing what now? And, and I hadn't seen him in 20 years. You're doing what now? It's like, well, yeah, I, I don't party anymore. What, what, well, what do you do? I said, well, I, I, I travel the world teaching people how to hear God. You do what now? Now, he's a good Baptist boy. <laughs> So I thought at that moment, eh, there's no explaining to him, right? <laughs> right? So I just loved on him and said, okay, we'll see you next time you come, 20 years from now. All right? It comes with power. When you hear God's voice, there's a power that is released. Amen? The, the, the greatest thing about a prophetic word is this. It brings life. But that life causes that power of the anointing inside of you to be ignited so that you can do it. Nancy and Alan. Father, I thank you for Nancy and Alan right now. You have something for her too, don't you? Yes, Paul's got the mic. He's hiding it from you. You have your phone? Paul, is, Pastor, are you recording too? Okay, Father God, we thank you right now for Nancy and Alan. Alan and Nancy, A and N. Father God, we thank you for all that you're doing within them, Father God. Lord, I thank you even now, Father God, Guys, there's doors God is opening right now. I mean, major doors right in front of you. You guys aren't seeing it. You're not hearing it. You're not, you're not understanding it. But you know, it's, it's like this. You know something's happening, and God's doing something, but neither one of you can tell me what it is. 
because God is starting to shift some things around and he's opening up. There's a ministry that he's opening unto the two of you that is going to blow open the, 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 the whole atmosphere over Mississippi because it's going to change some things. And it, God says, I'm going to use not only the power of my might, but the power of your tongue. And he said, as you start to, to minister and as you start to preach and teach, he said, the word is going to come and it's going to just indwell you. It's almost like you guys, the wells are there and you, you've been redigging the wells, trying to get down to what was, what was once a, a great anointing on you that you thought you had lost, but God had shifted you and God had, had, had you go another path. And you said, God will serve another man's vision. And in that vision serving, God has started to change things again. And, and now God is saying, it's time to take your vision off the shelf so you, you can see what I've been doing in the time that you've been serving under them. Alan, there's something that God has been stirring in you, my friend. And, and it, it's, it's not that, you, I mean, you, you, you basically said, God, I'm ready to retire. But God says, I'm ready to refire. And he's going to refire the things inside of you, my friend. And it's just going to, to just, things are just changing. That's all I can say. I mean, there's a shift coming. Nancy, is God's doing it with Alan. He's doing it with you. And, and it's like the two of you guys, you know, when you, when you mix uh, uh, J.B. Wells, you have, have, have to have the resin part, and then you got to have the fire part. Amen? And so the resin keeps it strong, but until you add that second ingredient, it gets stronger. It, it bonds it in a way that it can't, can hardly be broken. Amen? And I saw that with the two of you, that as God has brought you together, as God has shifted some things around, as God has changed some things in both of you, as God has taught you some things, there's a, there's a strengthening that he's bringing to the two of you. One will put 1,000, two will put 10,000. And God says, I'm shifting you again. I'm shifting you again. Get the microphone. And I hear the Lord saying uh, that you've been in a desert season, but that season is behind you. You've almost been in a process where the Lord has had you in his process. And, and I see the two of you. It's almost like, brother, you would take a few steps forward and then... Nancy, you would take a few steps forward. And then Nancy, you would take a few steps forward. And then you, but God says, now what I'm doing is I'm bringing uh, a unity in a way that you haven't uh, felt lately because it's almost been like an unsettling. Like you've been like, Lord, I've, I'm unsettled, God. What are you doing? There's something that you're doing. I know that there's more. Yes, and there, God says, I, one of the things I've been doing is I've been developing a hunger in you. I've been making you hungry again, brother. That's what the Lord says. He's been making you hungry. And God says, and, and I'm the one that's going to fill that hunger. And what I see is God releasing you guys, and now you're walking together in unity at the same pace. Not one first and then the other, and not one catching up to the other, but you guys are walking in unity. I literally saw, sister, I saw God shake, rattle, and roll you with the Holy Ghost and fire, like vibrating just full, full, full. So, God, we release yes. that fullness over them now in the name of Jesus. Guys, as Christian was ministering to you, don't, 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 don't stop that, that funky music. All right, all right. as Christian was ministering to you, I just saw what God was doing and how he was moving things forward. Guys, that ministry that he has for you, you guys have mulled over it. He really has. There's an anointing on both of you guys right now like never before. 
Amen. And it's an, an anointing to break forth. And he said, I'm going to design it. Guys, you've already got the plan. You, you just have to write the vision on the wall because you've got to get running up with it. Amen. Because it's, it's going to happen where you're not going to have time. But I see God bringing in the right people. But I also see God bringing in those that need your wisdom and knowledge. And I see a mentoring anointing on you. Not just for the young, but for the old, too. You're going to find yourself with even elders in front of you, and you're going to say, God, they're older than we are. But you're going to have that anointing to father and mother them and bring them up to the levels that they have. It's in your hearts to do. It just You never had the opportunity, but God says the doors are opening. So, Father, we thank you for the doors. Over uh, Alan and Nancy and Nancy and Alan, A and N, Father God, we just thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. It comes with power. The Bible made us understand. Can you guys come up here, please? I got to do this. <laughs> I got to lay hands on them. Amen. Because there's, I said power, and I just knew what God was doing. Amen. You're going to come up here, baby. Father, we thank you right now for, can you guys act like you love her, brother? Amen. <laughs> Father, I just thank you right now, Father, for the anointing that's already here. Lord, I thank you, Father, for the, the giftings and, and the power, Father God, that you're giving Nancy and Alan, Father God, right now. Lord, all that you're doing, Father God, in them, Father, that we just release that, that, the power of your anointing over both of them right now. Holy Spirit, come and just do what you need to do. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. We love you guys. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Amen. <laughs> still working here. <laughs> the Bible made us understand in Luke 4 how Jesus had went to the synagogues to teach the gospel. And in verse 32, it says, and they were astounded at his doctrine, for his word was with power. Amen. The voice of God is filled with power. Amen. Guys, a word given in due season, it has the power of the anointing with it can change lives for forever. How many of you guys have ever got that word that just made you go, oopsie, here we go, right? I'm on my road, Father. I know where you have me going. I know that you're doing something, amen? And God is, is, God is doing it, guys, but, but God is wanting us to do it. Do you guys think that God could do everything? Does he need us? He likes using us. He doesn't abuse us, amen, as the church has. Amen. But he will he will use us. It gives assurance. Genesis 15, 1 says, after after these things, the word of the Lord came upon unto Abraham, unto Abram, in a vision saying, fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Amen. Fear not. If God's called you to do it, don't be afraid of it. You know, the thing that I, I, I'm, 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 I'm squealing on my wife. The thing that just stops her in her tracks is fear sometimes. And I have to say, Kristen, you've overcome that fear already. You have the power of Jesus Christ. You know, <laughs> guys, do you think that she's got an anointing to preach? Uh, right? I'm thinking, wow, hard act to follow right there. Amen? But I'm all right with that because if that's where her lane is, I want her running in that lane. But I want her, I want her running with, in the lane with the assurance of she doesn't have to fear anybody but God. I used to be afraid of walking down dark alleys. 
Now I'll walk down a dark alley and never think a, a, a moment about it. Why? Because the only thing I fear is the fear of God. And I'll use wisdom uh, you know, before I go down there, right? <laughs> right? So if God is assuring us not to fear in the midst of our tests and trials, how much more is he saying in our normal life, don't fear? Don't be afraid. Don't fear. Don't be afraid. Amen? Why is it with God that he's always wanting us to know that there's a blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, right? I like what Paul did tonight because I read an article the other day that said that, that, that the percentage of pastors who don't mention Jesus in their sermons anymore, and I was astounded by the number. I can't remember it, but it was like way up there. Cray, yeah, cray cray, right? <laughs> right? It, it, just, it just blew my mind. It's like, Wait a minute, he's the source of what we do. I mean, without him, we can't call ourselves Christians, right? Okay, we're moving on before I start to preach. <laughs> it gives life. Jesus told his disciples in John 6, 3, 6, 63, it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh. Prophet, prophet is nothing. The word that I speak unto you, unto you, they are spirit, they are spirit and they are life, Right? When it's God speaking, there's spirit and life that comes from it. It changes us. Guys, I remember my first prophetic word. The man walked up beside me, put his hand on my shoulder, and he said, you are the turkey of all turkeys. Yeah, he said that was a foul thing to say. <laughs> but then he started prophesying about what I was going to do. Now, guys, I'm just, I just turned my life back to God in 1984. This guy comes in, and he starts prophesying about what God is going to do over the next 30 years, and I'm walking it out now. But it was like, wow, God, how, how, how did he know that? Well, how did he know I was the turkey, number one? Probably because God told him he's a turkey, right? Right? But he said it in a way that that caught my attention. Right? But it changed my life. It made me say, okay, I came back to Jesus because I knew the grass on the other side of the fence was spray-painted green, only to look greener. Amen? And I, I realized when I got back, there's something had happened. I had gotten a, a, new, a new chance at life, not a new leaf of life. And God says, this is a new leaf. I got different path for you to take now. Amen? As Paul said, dude... <laughs> right? Because I was that hippie. I mean, I, I moved to Tennessee so I could grow my hair even longer. Because they didn't care. Amen? They didn't judge you by it. It comes with great blessings. Abraham not only enjoyed a wonderful relationship with God, he also partook in God's blessings, which we as, we as believers are currently manifesting in our life. Genesis 12, 2 and 3, God blessed Abraham and said in verse 3 that I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee. And all in, and in there shall all families of the earth be blessed. Surely as we sing every time that Abraham's blessings are mine. Amen. Guys, everything from Abraham, the father, the one he said, look, look at the stars. That's how, how I'm going to expand your kingdom. This is your, this is your, this is your house. 
right here. This is all your kids. This is all your grandkids. This is all your great, 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 and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, right, into infinity and beyond, all right? This is how, this is how I'm going to, I'm going to prosper you. And if he did it for Abraham, and that word says that, that it's ours, does he not want us to have blessings? See, I was raised in the church that said, as a Christian, you must be the, the poorest of it all. You give it all away. I realized like, that if I give it to God, then it, it, it never gets given all away. Because I can't outgive God. Amen? So that, that, that assurance, right, of knowing we, we, do, we, we have to do other things too, guys. We have to wage a, a good warfare. That word over, over Nancy and Al, Alan and Nancy, A&M, amen, right? I'm going to keep doing that because it's like, oh, it's stuck with me. <laughs> that word over there, that's a great word, but they have to war it out. They have to take it to God. They have to battle with it because the, 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 the Bible says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So we have to war it out. Good, good word for us. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.8. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made un concerning you, that by them you may wage a good warfare. In other words, God's saying, I'm giving you a weapon. Go fight with it. Go, go, go defeat the devil. I, I went to South Africa many, many years ago. I ended up in this place, and they, they, they were dream interpreters. And here's what they would do, though. They would pray in the spirit. They never asked you your dreams, but they, would, they, they believed they could go into the courtrooms of God and they could see everything in the courtroom. Now, everything the enemy has against you, every sin that you've ever done, every sin that you forgot to give, ask for forgiveness for, it's there before them. And they, they basically, I mean, they just went deep and it was, it was freaky, I, I have to say. They were prophetic, but they were in a, in a realm way above me. And it was like, okay, that's, that's all cool. But I realized when they were talking about the courtrooms of God that we have to wage a good warfare because that word gets written down. And the enemy can read it. Sure, babe, that's what you're here for. Got to turn it on. I just want to share on this scripture because um, we were in uh, Daytona Beach ministering mm -hmm. and uh, there was a lady on the front row. She was an older lady and the Lord had a word for her and, um, and the Lord began to minister to her and tell her to get her bags ready that God was going to cause her to, you know, start flying on planes again and traveling and doing all these things. Well, um, that was on a Sunday morning. And on Monday, we get a call saying pray because this was the apostle's mom that we administered yeah. to, and she was being rushed in for emergency open-heart surgery. But they had a word of the Lord that they had gotten, and they began to wage warfare against the enemy. God, you said I would travel. Now, not only that, but here's the interesting thing. One of the things that uh, I had asked everyone to do is to take a piece of paper or their phone and to write down what their dream was. 
that God was going to bring dreams to pass, and what she had wrote down is that she wanted to travel. So she had a word to wage war against the enemy. Your prophetic words are powerful, and you pray over them, you stand on them, you declare them. They wage war against the enemy. Amen. 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 You might stay up here. I'm getting ready to minister. All right. So, Father, I thank you right now for the word. Lord, I thank you, Father, for what you're doing here. Am I off? Did you turn me off? Can you hear me? Okay, I can't hear myself. Father, we thank you for the word. There you go. Thank you. Lord, for the anointings that are already here, Father God. Lord, I thank you, Father, for what you're doing in this house. Father, how you have caused the mission, Father God, to be a bright spot, Father God, here in the country. But, Lord, I thank you, Father, for what you're doing even more so. Lord, we ask for the shift that needs to happen, Father God, to to, to cause things to open up in a new and a fresh way. Lord, whatever they put their hands to do shall prosper because your word says, Father God, when we do it unto you, that we do it like, like we were doing it unto you, Father God. So, Lord, we just give you glory for what they're doing here at the mission. And, Lord, how you're going to cause this training center, Father God, to expand and explode, Father, in greater and greater ways. So, Father, we just thank you even now. Father, for what you're shifting, Father God, and how you're shifting them, Father God, and all that you're doing. And Andrew, I heard the Lord say, he said, this is a season that I have called you to be come forth. He said, oh, man of God. And he said, as I'm bringing you forth, he said, I'm going to cause things to, to fall into place like never before. And he said, as they start to fall in, he said, I'm going to show you off. He said, I'm going to shine you up. He said, I'm going to get you ready to put you before man. And he said, as you are going before the men, he said, not only in the church, but in the governmental realms, he said, I'm going to take you to those places. He said, because I have, I have hid you back and I have hid you away. He said, now I'm going to shift you out, oh man of God. He said, son, it's time to put on the track clothes. He said, it's time to put on the track shoes. He said, it's time to get the blocks ready. He said, because I'm going to get you running, oh man of God. And he said, you're not going to be able to to slow down. He said, you're not going to be able to look back. He said, you're not going to worry about who's in front of you or who's behind you. He said, but you're going to focus, uh, he said, on the mark that I've set for you. And he said, as, I'm, as I've set that mark, he said, even in this season, uh, brother, you, can't, you said today, you said, God, what is it? What is it? How do I do it? Father God, what's the key to all of this? Lord, we've gotten every prophetic word about that. But God says, son, he said, I've been preparing you. He said, I've been, brother, it's, it's almost, like, almost like this, and I'm going to let Kristen speak the word that she has, and then I'm going to finish prophesying. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, because she's taking it all. <laughs> I, saw, I saw three things. I don't know what Brother, I saw three things. The first <coughs> thing I saw is I saw you standing there, and I saw all these formulas, like written with chalk or written almost like on a board like a professor. And they were formulas for how in the how is this going to work, Lord? How is this going to work? And I just see the Lord just erasing the formulas because a formula, a formula, if it's off by one number, the whole the whole problem comes out wrong, right? The whole solution yeah. of the problem the comes out track. wrong by one number. So God just, I just see Him erasing that, and God's going to show you. The next thing I saw, brother, is I saw you like with this mantle or this coat. And it was like this, this layer of protection that God had you in. But then I saw you begin to open it. And, when, and I, I said, Lord, what is that? And I feel like what the Lord was saying is that I, I, I've had you in a season of testing, son. 
I've had you in a season of testing, and I've had you in a, in a season of obscurity. But God says, it's time now, son, and I'm bringing you out of that place of obscurity. Yeah. And I saw this church. I, I, I didn't see like this tower with this light flashing. No, I saw this light beaming, and it was literally going all the way around. This light was reaching all the way around in a complete radius. Yeah. Father, we just thank you. Yeah. And I heard the Lord say, and he said, as I have even come, and he said, and sat down with you of recent, he said, did you not hear my voice as clear as, as a bell? He said, because, son, I've been speaking loud and clear. And, brother, as you were in that, that test and trial, it was like being in the wilderness, and you heard God like Charlie Brown's mama, womp, 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 womp. <laughs> and he kept saying, God, what are you saying? Womp, 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 womp. And he said, he said, son, I have shifted the way that I speak to you. He said, I am coming at a different angle. And he said, but as I come now, he said, I'm going to cause things to line back up again. And I heard you say this to God. You said, but God, how can I be worthy of all of this? Lord, how can I do this? How can I do that? God, I don't have the education that these other men have. But I heard the Lord say, he said, my eye looked to and fro across the earth. And he said, I was looking for the man that had my heart. And he said, son, you have my heart. As David had my heart, so you have my heart. And he said, great things will you do because I've got an anointing upon you to do it. And Andrew, it's almost like you're going to come out and, you know, Rocky. Dun, 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 dun. And everybody's, wait, Pittsburgh, oh my God. <laughs> right? But you're going to come out like Rocky and you're going to be out there on that, the, those steps going like, yeah, I made it to the top. But you're not going to do it out of, out of saying, look at me. But you, you're going to say, look what God did through me. And you've, give, you've always been, and you've got a guy right here that keeps you in line about who gets the glory. Amen. And that's the best part of it, that humble, anointed man of God that you are, that God is going to use you more and more. So, Father, we thank you for him. Do you have anything else? Lord, I thank you for Andrew, Father God. And Father, I thank you, Father, for the... The lining up, Father, right now that's going on in his life. Lord, the, the lining up, Father God, so you can line him out, Father God, and bring him to the things that he needs, Father God. Lord, see that he, that he has everything, Father God. He just needs to see the doors that are opening, Father. There's a lot of you guys that are saying, God, where's these doors? Where's these doors? When I said that to a pastor, I, could, I, I felt it in the spirit. And God is opening doors, guys, whether you know it or not. Some of you guys are standing in the threshold saying, God, where's the open door? Amen. So, Father, we thank you for the open doors over the mission and all that come. Father God, whether they're here as members or, or visitors, Father God, that you are moving mightily in their behalf. You guys aren't married, right? You are married now. Okay, Father God, we thank you. Tell me your names again. Justin and Wendy. Everyone called Wendy. Wendy has stormy eyes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Father, I thank you right now for Justin and Wendy. Lord, I thank you, Father, for your anointings on their life, Father God. And Father, I thank you, Father, for what you've done in both of their lives. Lord, I thank you, Father God, for the bringing back, Father God. Lord, for the reconnections right now, Father God. Lord, I thank you. Guys, there's a, there's a reconnection, not only with the two of you, not only with your mama, amen, but with God. 
it's like God has really shifted some things, and you guys have seen the other side of the fence. You've been on the other side of the fence. You've you walked that road on the other side of the fence, and you kept saying, God, how did we get here? How did we get here? And you both, guys, I really saw you both going your separate ways at one time, but now God's drawn you back together again. But God says, this is the season, this is the time. He said that I'm going to use you mightily. He said, but I've got you in a place. And I saw it like this, guys. I saw like danger coming, and the mother hen gathers her chicks, and she puts her wings around them to protect them. And I saw God putting his wings around you, and he's saying, they're there, they're mine, I'm protecting them. And God said, this is not a season to look, to run, to do something new in the body of Christ. He said, but it's a season that I've called you to be grounded and rooted in my word. And he said, as I root you in, guys, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> Just because what happens when we allow God to root us in, we come, become pillars in the house. And God says, this is a season, he said, that I'm bringing both of you up. Guys, you're a lot farther along than what you had thought you were. You're a lot farther down the road than what you both have even thought you were. And you both had said, but God, how can this be? How can these things be? Lord, we're way behind the curve. Father, we're not like the rest of them. Father God, we missed all that they've gone through. But God says, am I not a God that can speed up time on your behalf? And he said, get ready, get ready, get ready. Guys, this, this new marriage, this new, uh, this new anointing that you've fallen under has changed both of you so much that you both have, have said, God, why did this not happen earlier? But God says, he said, I had to give you a testimony so that you could be the rocks that I've called you to be in my kingdom. And guys, when you're a rock in a river, if you're big enough, you never move. So, Father God, we thank you for the unmovable force that they have become, Father God, in you. Lord, I, I ask you to shift them right now. Shift them. Guys, God is doing mindset changes. Some of that old stinking thinking, he's throwing it away. And you guys are coming into the newness of God, and you're starting to, to blossom in, what, in, that, in that lane that God has put you in. And it's caused the both of you guys to see God from a different perspective. God drew you here. God drew you here because you guys connected. Now, I heard, the, I heard God say, tell them to be careful so that the enemy doesn't draw them out. So it's like, Father, we just ask you to put ear muffs on them when certain people are around, Father God. Lord, that it doesn't, they don't hear what they're saying, Father God. They just hear the mumbling. Lord, that, that their lips are moving and that they're trying to cause them to get moved out of the very place that you intend to anoint them. And appoint them. Father, we thank you right now for Wendy and Justin. Father God, do you have something, babe? I do. And I, um, what I'm sensing that the Lord is doing is he's giving you a time to really uh, connect. Kind of like what Jimmy said when we had COVID and we were like shut in together and we were learning each other. Um, because uh, we, had to, we had to not only learn each other as husband and wife, but we had to learn how to flow together. We had to learn how to minister together. We had to learn, you know, how is God going to take two ministries, a prof a teaching people how to hear God's voice and healing women in trauma and bring them together? We could not figure it out. We were doing the formula thing, like, okay, God. <laughs> what, and God is saying that he is just enjoy this season. He, one thing the Lord showed me, and, and I believe that this is going to bless you. 
the day that we got married, I had a vision, and in the vision, I saw the potter at the wheel. And instead of one lump of clay, there were two separate lumps of clay on that potter's wheel, and he was bringing them together and making one vessel. That's awesome, Wendy. And and to the Lord wants in this season, you know, um, it's not so much a season of doing as it is a season of, of getting that good foundation, getting rooted and stuff. But the Lord wants you guys to begin to dream together. To really begin to dream together because I think that you're going to be surprised when you start sharing your dreams that a lot of them are, God's going to, there'll be a lot of similarities and God's going to begin to mold and bring those dreams and those visions together. Amen. I'll use the handheld. Fine. Be that way. Father, I thank you for Tanya right now. Lord, I thank you for your anointings on her. Lord, and all that you're doing in her life right now, Father God. And Father, how you've started to cause things to line. Guys, since I see things just dropping in, you know, like like gears on a cog, they're just dropping in. they, They used to drop in, but they were out of sync. And so it was causing a lot of um, uh, a lot of things to happen, amen, that weren't supposed to be happening. But you lined up with God again. And you said, God, I've tried my way. Can we try your way? And God says, I've been waiting for you to ask me that. And now God is opening up some doors before you so that you can start walking through, Tanya, because it's a season for you to stand up. There's a lot of you guys here tonight that, that need to hear this. Uh, because it's, uh, it's not come once or twice, it's come every time we ministered, that God is getting ready to do something in you like never before, and that God has been showing you some things about you, uh, and not, to, not to, to reveal your sin or expose you as, as man would do, but to show you, hey, kiddo, this is what I've got for you. This is what I have planned for you. This is how I'm going to take you down the roads that you think you can't walk on. He said, this is, good. This is how I'm, I'm going to give you a vehicle to go where you need to go. And he said, this is how I'm going to do it, daughter. He said, because I'm in it. And, Father, I thank you for the things that Tanya has tried, Father, and they have failed, that have driven her back to you, Father. Lord, I thank you for all that you're doing right now in Tanya's life. Father God, that she's starting to look around, Father God, and see some of those those Klingons, Father God, that have been hanging on to her, trying to drag her back to where she was. Lord, I thank you, Father God, that you're giving her wisdom and knowledge, Father God, on how to handle the, the very situation she's in. And Lord, as she starts to move in a fresh and a new way, Lord, I ask you just to shift her. Father, into that place of anointing, Father God, that she knows she's supposed to walk in. 
Father God, that she knows she's part of. So, Lord, we just shift her into that right now. And sis, as I saw God doing some things within you, I saw him stirring you up. And like like a a, 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 a a potato masher, you know, you got to get it in the pan and you got to start to mash, you know, and, and, and they're not going to get mashed on their own. They're not going to fall apart. The more you cook them, you got to you got to mash them down so that they can get ready to be eaten and devoured. And God says, daughter, he said, I put you in the pot and he said, I'm mashing out some old things. He said, so that the new things can come forth. And he said, the flavor of the anointing that I put inside of you. He said, is going to flow, he said, in, in ways that you know not of. And there's some things, there's some dreams and visions that you've had. There's some desires of your heart that you have even said, God, God, have you forgotten these things that I asked you when I was a kid? And God says, I don't forget when somebody asks me about their heart's desires. And he said, daughter, my word says that I will give you your heart's desires. So, Father, we thank you that you're giving Tanya, Father, those things that are already hers, Lord, that you've already assigned to her, that she asked for, Father God. Lord, I thank you that you're moving in her life. Lord, you have something to say. I saw where there was an area um, where you were really disappointed. It's almost like uh, there was a wall. It's almost like hitting a brick wall. Like you just... You didn't understand why that wall was there, why it didn't happen the way you thought it was going to happen. And the Lord just wants you to know he's got a better plan. He's got a better way. And just because um, it might have been a, a no answer or it might not have happened the way that you thought, there is a yes coming that God knows is the right direction for you. And so right now I just speak to that disappointment. And Lord, I just thank you for protecting her and guiding her. I thank you that you go before her and you order her steps. I thank you, Lord, that you give her the desires of her heart and that you know every dream that she has and even ones that she doesn't even know about yet, God. And Lord, that you're going to meet her where she's at and take her to places that she can't even imagine, God. Bless our Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Man of God. Man of God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you for our brother. Thank you for our brother, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Goodness gracious. This is what I see in the spirit. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to explain it. You're, you're a connector. And, I, I, it, you know, you don't just have one extension cord and one little plug-in. No. <laughs> you've, got, you've got these power strips, and you've got a lot of them, and there's lots of connections, lots of connections. And ones that, that God is still going to connect you with. But you are one who just, with such ease, you just connect with people. You make them feel comfortable. Um, they're very drawn to Christ in you. And, and, um, and, and I feel like the Lord is saying, you know, son, there's some things that have been on your heart, some things that you've been 
concerned about and what concerns you concerns me, says the Lord. And God wants you to know that he's working on those areas, those things that you've been praying about. Um, he's working behind the scenes. You don't even realize that he's <laughs> Jehovah sneaky right now. And he's going to sneak up on you, brother. He's going to sneak up on you. Amen. While I heard the Lord saying, this is the season that I'm called you forth even more so. Brother, you don't want the title, but it's yours. Amen. Because God has assigned it to you. That that apostolic anointing that's on you, even though you say, well, I'm an evangelist. I'm, I'd rather be out there doing this. But God is going to bring those around you that you're going to train up and you're going to teach them. And they're going to look to you like a father. And they're going to say, okay, Dad, where do we go here? How do we do this? And you're going to train them up. And there's going to be young and old that God is going to move and bring unto you. And God says, even as you have said, God, I want to see this thing come together. And, and I want to see my wife even, even there with me. God says, I'm, I'm doing some work in her even now. And it works that you know not of. He said, I've been, I've been dealing with her in the spirit. And he said, I've been showing her some things about the, 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 the anointings that I put on the both of you. He said, but now is the season, he said, that, and I'm going to say it like I heard God say it. He said, back off so I can back in. Amen. So he's saying, back off so I can come in. And I'm going to come in like a flood, and I'm going to change some things. And he said, that family ministry that I told you, he said, long ago that I was going to give unto you. He said, I haven't forgotten my promise. He said, I haven't forgotten those things that I have shown you, O man of God. He said, those things that you have even said to me, God, why is it working that way with them and that way with them, but it's not working this way with me? And God says, because I've cut you out of a different mold. He said, I've cut you out of a different cloth. He said, I have given you, he said, a testimony that only some can, can say that this is how God saved me. He said, but I've given you a testimony of not how I've saved you in one area, but I've saved you in multiple areas. I saw, I, I saw you driving down the road, Paul, and I saw a, a, a car come out of the, uh, off the, the side of the road. And, and it was like it, it, you knew you were going to hit it, and you, it, you missed it altogether. And, but you knew it was God, but you weren't living for God back then. You thought you even said to yourself, God, that could have been the end of my life right there. And you couldn't take credit for it because God did it. Because the angels were there. But God says, son, I've kept you for such a time as this. And he said, I'm bringing you forth even now. And he said, I'm going to cause that apostolic anointing inside of you to go forth. That's what that connector is. God gave me a vision years ago, probably why we're all connected. Amen. Is that, that he showed me. Uh, I used to hang out with the rock groups, and so I would be there roadie and hook up cables, you know, and we would route the cables, and we had cables that we we put together, and then we clicked them so that somebody didn't trip over it, and we lost the whole sound system, right? And, and, and I, God showed me at the cables clicking, and I said, God, what are you showing me this? I, I know how that works. He said, but what you don't know is you're one of the cables that connects the other cable. And he said, I've called you to be a connector in my kingdom. I just saw a wagon wheel, and I saw the, the wagon, the outside of the wheel, Amen. And then the spokes. Amen. And then the hub. And I saw God in the hub with you. And you were connecting to every spoke on that wheel. And God says, son, I've called you to be a connector, an apostolic connector in my kingdom. When I see you bringing people in that nobody else would have in, but they're going to have the anointings to do what God wants them to do. 
and it's going to be just what the church needs. Amen. So, Father, we thank you. Father, for, for Lord, for the wisdom that you've given this man. Father God, he can joke and he can kid all he wants, Father God, but he knows your heart and he knows what you're doing, Father. So we thank you, Father, for all that you're doing in Paul. Lord, that you're not done with this guy yet, Father God. There's more. Paul, there's, there's such a deep, deep, there's deep wells inside of you that, that <laughs> as Christian said, go down to the core of your soul, but you haven't, you haven't tapped into them yet. And God says, when you tap into him, O man of God, he said, the word is going to flow like a river. Amen? And it's just going to come out of you. So, Father, we thank you for him right now in Jesus' name. Are you done? <laughs> and that's my cue. Okay. Father, I thank you for, for Paul. Lord, I thank you for your anointings on this man of God right now. And Diane. Father, I thank you, Father, for this couple, Father God, and all that you have for him, Father God. Lord, Father, that their hearts, Father God, are, are, are to give unto your kingdom. So, Lord, we just release now, Father God, Lord, a double portion, Father God, to come forth upon them, Father God, for all the seeds that they planted, Father God. Cause this to be a harvest time. Cause this to be a harvest time, Lord, that you are going to bless them, Father God, beyond measure. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus, Luke 6, 38 says, Give and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will men give unto your bosom. Amen. And I, I, I researched that one time because I wanted to know what a bosom was. Is this the bosom? Right. <laughs> so but the bosom, they wore tunics. And so the bosom started at their shoulder when they sat down to eat. It would start here and go to their knees and it made like a bowl. And what God is saying is that I'm going to give unto you. Men and women are going to give unto you. And it's going to run over that you'll have more than enough. So, Father God, we thank you for the more than enough for Paul and Diane right now in Jesus' mighty name. My brother right here, you told me your name earlier and I've forgotten it. Daniel, I thank you for Daniel. Father, I thank you, Father, that you cleaned him up. Father God, you brought him to the body. <laughs> he told me he got a haircut. Father God, I thank you right now for Dan. He looks pretty good for, for a haircut. I remember those days. I, I got cut mine short finally, and Bishop Hammond looked at me. He said, now you're finally a man. I said, what are men supposed to look like? Father God, I thank you right now for Daniel and for your anointings on his life, Father God. Father, for the doors that you're opening up before this young man like never before. Lord, for the favor that's all over him right now, Father God, this is a season of favor, Daniel, favor, favor, favor. I mean, you can't do nothing wrong because God's got it all right, and you've made the choice to, to, to walk the steps that God has put before you, the road that he has, he's put before you. But this is what I saw when I said that. I saw Jesus walking through wet cement. I mean, he's just walking right down through the middle of it, what every guy that's ever done any cement finishing hates is that one person that walks behind them after they've got it all finished. And the angel had, had it all finished, and then God wa Jesus just walks down through the middle of it. And I, when I saw it, I said, okay, God, what is this? But as he lifted his foot out, the, the concrete would set. So it couldn't be fixed. It couldn't be patched, right? His footprints were in it. But then I saw you come behind him, and every time you walked, your, your, your feet, your stride was the exact steps of Jesus. And he said, son, I've gone before you. He said, I've gone before you so that you can see my anointings. He said, I've gone before you. Not that you're looking at my backside. He said, but you can see what I'm doing easy, even as I go before you to open up the doors that need to be opened and close the doors that need to be closed.
He said, this is a season that I'm closing doors, oh man of God. But brother, I don't know about your past. I don't need to know about your past. But I know this, it's under the blood. And when it's under the blood, the doors are closed. Amen. You said, God, forgive me of my sin. Jesus coming in my heart. Boom, it happened. But God says, watch what I will do over this next season. Because I'm going to move very mightily. Daniel, there's a job and there's a job opportunity that's going to blow your mind. And you're going to say, God, how did I ever get put into the hat for this? But God says, son, my, my anointing causes men to see you in a different way. My anointing causes men to see the changes that are happening. My anointing causes you to become the man that you're called to be. And I, I heard God saying, he said, I've, I put favor on him. And he said, because of the favor, he said, I am the promoter. I am the one that promotes. He said, but I, I put my favor on him so that man could see him so that he could promote him too. And watch what God will do. And brother, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm going to do what I, I heard. I heard, looking for love in all the wrong places, right? And God says, you've been looking for that one. He said, son, if you'll look to me, I'm going to bring that one to you. And he said, when I bring her, he says, she's going to be ready, and she's going to be at the level that you're at so that the two of you can walk out the, the anointings and the giftings that I have for both of you. And he said, one is not going to lead the other. He said, but it's going to be a co-relationship, and it's going to be a relationship of anointing. So, Father, we thank you for that anointing on Daniel right now. Father, for all that you're doing in his life, Father God. Lord, that, Father, you're showing him some hope, Father God, where he looks at hopeless situations. So, Father, we thank you that you're moving, Father, on Daniel's behalf. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. My sister right here on the end of the row in the beige-colored jacket, what is your name? Charmaine. Have I ministered to you before, Charmaine? Okay, Father, I thank you right now for Charmaine. Okay, I could go to the commercial, but I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Charmaine. So, Father God, we thank you for Charmaine. Lord, I thank you, Father, for your anointings, Father, and your giftings upon her life, Father God. Lord, I thank you for all that you have for her to do, Father God, and all that you have opened before. Since it's not done yet. It's not done yet. I don't care what anybody else is saying. It's not over until God says it's over. And he said, but daughter, know this. He said, I've got my hand on you. And he said, as I've had my hand, since it's not like, he's, not, not like you're a puppet for God, but he's put his hand on you because he wants you to know that he's still in control. I heard God say, I got this. I got this. And, you know, <laughs> things I've learned Men deal in facts, God deals in truth. Father God, I thank you for the truth, Lord, that you have called, Father God, Charmaine into. Lord, I thank you for the anointings, Father God, that you've called her into. Father God, that she can't, she can't deny those, Father God. Lord, and nor man can deny it. But Lord, I thank you that even now, Father God, for all the tests that she's going through and all the trials that are happening, Father God, Lord, that you're in control and Father God, you're, you're, sis, the, I, I don't know what's going on, but I see something in your physical body, and, and you've had some bad reports, but you know what? I believe the, for, the report of the Lord, and the report of the Lord says that you're healed and made whole by the stripes of Jesus. 
So, Father God, we thank you for the healing anointing right now. Father God, we thank you, Father God, for whatever's going. Can I lay hands on you? I won't bite. Father God, we just, we, we just, uh, Lord, we just thank you, Father, for what you're doing in Charmaine, Father God, that you're not done, Father God. Lord, you're a God that heals, Father God. You're a God, Lord, when we, when we put our appeals to you, Father God, Lord, you hear our appeals. Lord, she's cried out to you. So, Lord, we just thank you right now, Father God, that as she's crying out, Lord, Lord, that you're hearing the cries, Father God. And so, Father, we ask you even now, Father God, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, that you made Adam and Eve out of the dust of the ground. But, Father, you did something very specific to cause their bodies to come into action. And, Father, that was the breath of life. So, Lord, we speak the breath of life into my sister right now. Lord, the breath of life, Father God, that, that causes our lungs to be filled, that causes our hearts to, be, to, 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 to beat, Father God, that causes our circular system, Father God, to come together. Father, that causes our pancreas, Father God, to start to operate correctly. Father God, that you caused it to function in a very specific way. And so, Lord, we call specifics <laughs> to function right now. Lord, <laughs> The elbow's connected to the forearm, right? Right. The, the hip bone's connected to the thigh bone, Father God. So, Lord, we just thank you that everything is put in the right place and everything is called to work in Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Here, you need those more than I do. <laughs> hey. What's up? All right, I, I'm going to minister to a few more. Some of you guys are going to be here in the morning, right? Chat. My sister back there in the red sweater, tell me your name. There's nobody behind you. <laughs> Esther. You want to minister to Esther because you like Esther. Father God, I thank you right now for Esther. <laughs> Lord, I thank you for your anointings, Father God, and your giftings, Father God. Lord, I thank you, Father, for all that you're doing. I thank you, Father God, she's trying to get her phone ready. As I say, thank you, Father God, a hundred times. <laughs> Lord, we just ask you, Father, even now, to come like a flood unto her, Father God. Lord, just overwhelm her, Father God, right where she's at and all that she's going through, Father God. Lord, I thank you that you're moving like never before in Esther's life. Lord, I thank you, Father God, for the direction that you've given her in this season, Father. Even now, Father, you're shifting some things, Father, for Esther. You're causing things, Father God, to line up again. Father, you're causing some things in Esther, Father God, to, to be seen, Father God, Lord, not by just Esther, but by man, Father God. And I heard the Lord saying, daughter, watch what I will do over this next season. He said, watch what I will do on your behalf. He said, because daughter, I've got great plans for you. He said, plans that you have not even thought about for a long time. He said, but I have not forgotten the things that I told you. He said, even years and years ago. He said, I'm going to say five years ago, you got a prophetic word. And that word was about what God was going to do, and it freaked you out so bad that you ran like a, <laughs> you ran like Forrest Gump, run, Forrest, run, right? You didn't know what else to do because you didn't, you didn't understand what was happening. But God says, daughter, even now, he said, I'm causing some things in you to line back up again. And, and says, it's like God has drawn you even to this place because of what they preach and what they teach. And you've seen the truth in the midst of the lies that were spoken over you. So, Father, I thank you right now. Sis, this is a season where God is going to use you like never before. Uh, are you ready? 
Okay, good, because God, the doors are going to start to open, and you're going to find yourself, you know, you know, singing with Paul at the gas stations, amen, trying to get people saved, amen. <laughs> there's an anointing for you, and you have a, there's an anointing on you. It's already there. It's not for you. It's there that God is going to use very mightily, and you've, you've tested the waters, and he said, have you walked yet? He said, because, daughter, if you test my waters, I will let you walk out there with me. And I'm going to step way out in the deep here, but this is what I see. I see you working at a desk, at a computer, almost like you're working out of your home. I see white shiplap on, the wi on, on one of the walls. I hear the word design. I don't know what that is or what that means or if it means anything to you. But I see that the Lord has placed an anointing on your life for business. There's almost like an idea that God wants to give you to step out into the area of business that is going to break open finances for you like never before. So, Father, we release that business anointing over her life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Ma and Pa, tell me you guys' names again. Danny and Danita? Anita. DNA, Father, we have the DNA in the room with us tonight. <laughs> Father, I thank you right now for your anointings on Danny and Anita. Lord, I thank you, Father, for all you're doing. You guys have come a long way. You really have. You've, you've done leaps and bounds where you thought you were doing baby steps, right? And, and it's like God is just, just propelling the two of you forward like never before. And God says, he said, get ready because the ride gets even better. He said, because I'm going to start causing things to speed up again. And he said, I'm going to cause the two of you to, to, to propel into the things I have for you. It's almost like, you know, <laughs> if you walk in behind a jet engine, you know, there's two things that will happen. If you're close to it, it will suck you in. If you're far away from it, it will blow you out. Amen. And I saw God turning the jet around, and he's blowing you guys forward. I mean, he's just pushing you guys right into the very things that he has for you. And he said, even as I have shown you, he said, in my word, the things that I have for you to do. He said, even as you have both sat down and said, but God, guys, I see notes everywhere around your house. The little things that you get and you write them down because you don't want to forget them. But I saw God gathering the notes. And as he, as he gathers the notes, there's going to be sermons and teachings and books and manuals that are going to come out of them. And God says, I, I'm going to do that in the two of you. I just see education all around both of you. Just education. And I, I'm, as Christian says, I'm stepping deep water here. Amen. But I see where God is going to use you uh, in teaching and training and activating and causing people to understand God. And I see you going back to where you came from. Churches you came out of that didn't believe what God is doing in the earth today. And they're going to invite you guys back because they see the anointing on you. And they're going, to, they're going to draw on that anointing. God says, I'm going to show you the ones to go to, and I'm going to show you the ones not to. Amen? But doors are going to start opening for you guys to minister. And, and it's going to be a team ministry. You're going to break some yokes. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to break some, <laughs> some old stinking thinking about men and women teaching and ministering together, amen, because God says, I've called you as one, and you both have run the race, and you're running that race still, 
And God says, because you are willing to put on your running shoes, I'm willing to run you to where you need to go. And God says, so get ready, son and daughter, for all that I'm doing right now. Denny, there's some things that God has spoken to you, my friend. And it has really made you say, God, how, how can these things be? And God says, how can they not be if I speak them to you, son? So God says, don't worry about the little things. The, 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 the little foxes spoil the vine. Amen? And God says, there's not going to be the nibbling anymore. So, Father, we thank you for the, what you're doing. Anita, there's some things that God spoke to you recently, too. Uh, you hear God's voice. You hear it with a great clarity. You could be up here with us right now. You wouldn't want to, but you could. Amen? But God says, daughter, he said, I'm not going to let that voice stay still any longer. So you might as well get ready. Front row is a great place for you because it's closer to the mic. Amen? So, Father, we thank you right now, Father, that you've given her a voice, Father God, that needs to be heard. And, Father, as you start to minister in and through this couple, you're going to cause them, Father God, to see, Father, the very things that you have for them. And, Lord, that you're not a God that hides it from us, but, Lord, sometimes you tuck it away so that we walk into it at the right timing. Father God, your timing. So, Father, your will be done is what the word says. Lord, I thank you for your will in their lives right now in Jesus' mighty name. My sister in the red jacket, I should know your name. Joan, Father God, I thank you for Joan right now. Joe. 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 Okay. <laughs> Father, I thank you for Joe. Father, I thank you for the anointings on her life. Lord, all, all that you're doing right now, Father God. Lord, you're causing a shift in her, Father God. Now, Joe, you've got your phone ready yet? She's, she's getting there. I'm praying still. So, Lord, I thank you for your, your anointing. Your, your friends got it. That's for sure. Lord, I thank you for your anointing, Father, and the gifting that's already there. Lord, I thank you, Father, for all that you have opened up, but, Father God, all that you have closed, too. I see a lot of that tonight, a lot of closing of some past doors that need to be shut because they're, they're, they, they, they have haunted. Amen? That's a good word to say. I know we just came out of Halloween, but not that kind of haunting, amen, but they have hung over you, and it's almost like, the, you know, um, the, the kid in Charlie Brown that, that always has the dust cloud, right, that, that it's like it's, it just followed you, it just nothing, nothing could go the right way, but God says, I brought my wind in, he said, I brought my breath of life unto you, daughter, and he said, I started to blow it. See, in, in Ezekiel 37, it says, he, he, he says to Ezekiel, call forth the four winds of heaven. Not the four winds of the earth, but of heaven. And as, as that, that wind comes down, it blows out all the debris and all the stuff and all the, all the, all the old things that have tried to, to linger and cling on to you. And God says, tonight, daughter, he said, I'm blowing the fresh breath of my spirit. And he said, I'm going to cause the anointings to flow like never before. And he said, daughter, sis, you can't sit back any longer in either. Amen. This is not a place just to come get filled up. It's a place to get learned, to, to, to get learned, learned. That's a great way to say it, to, to get taught, amen, in, in what I'm doing in the kingdom right now. And he said, daughter, I've called you into my kingdom. And he said, I'm not done with you yet in what I have for you to do for me. Sis, you've said it. Lord, here I am, use me. And then God started dealing with your stuff. And you said, God, what are you doing? And he said, I'm dealing with the stuff so I can get you ready to do what I need you to do. Because he wants you, he wants you whole. Amen. He wants you acceptable unto him. 
So God says, daughter, I'm moving right now like never before. And as I shift all heaven and earth on your behalf, know this, that I am going to cause things to open before you. I saw a blossoming flower just now. Like a rose, you know, at the, at, the, at the beginning of the day, it's just the bud. But as the sun hits it and the dew starts to dry out, it, it starts to open up. And as it opens, there's a fragrance that comes forth. And God says, I have put my fragrance upon you. He said, like incense from heaven. And he said, people are going to smell the very anointing that I put with on you, within you. Amen. So, Father, I thank you for Joe right now. And my sister right next to Joe, keep your phone running. <laughs> What's your name? Melva, Father God, I thank you. Melva, Father, we thank you. She said, Melva. She said it in a good southern voice. Father God, I thank you for Melva. Lord, I thank you for all that you have for her to do, Father God. Guys, you guys are a dynamic duo. That's the only way to say it. You guys, you're like the, the prayer warriors that prayer, right? And they keep praying, and they keep praying. You, you beat down the gates of hell. You beat down the gates of heaven to see prayers come to pass. And God says, daughter, he said, I've taught you how to pray. I've taught you how to intercede. He said, but I'm going to teach you how to teach others how to do it too. And he said, daughter, I put a, there's a desire in you to get others doing what you're doing because you don't want to, that, that, that the next generation not to know what God is doing. And God says, daughter, he said, I've called you like a grandma. And he said, but you're going to be the grandma that everybody wants to come to their house to eat. And you're going to come, not that they, you're going to feed them food, amen, but you're going to feed them the word. And as you feed them the word, it's going to spark something in them and cause them to want to go deeper and farther with God than they ever knew they could go. And God says, even now, daughter, as I'm starting to shift you, and I, sis, you might as well get ready because it, it, there's a thrusting happening right now in the body of Christ, and you're part of it. You know, when the, when the spear is thrown, <laughs> the, the tip goes first, not the, not the wooden handle. Amen? The tip goes first. And God says, daughter, you're like the tip of my spear. As you pray, he said, it breaks open even the heavenlies for people's, on people's behalf. God says it's the season. Guys, I see you guys raising up intercessors in this house. I see the both of you doing it because you have a heart to do it. And you've been doing it to the side, away from everybody else. Not that you're trying to start your own ministry, but you, you're saying, God, this is what we feel like you're called to do. Melba, you've been doing it more than anybody. You've, been just, you've just been focusing on the things of God. And it has shifted all heaven and earth on people's behalf. So, Father, I thank you, Father, for that anointing. And I just want to share something that Bishop uh, 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 spoke about at IGAP. He talked about that this was going to be a season where we were going to raise up uh, uh, warriors. Warriors. And so I just released that anointing over y'all to raise up warriors in the kingdom because people have forgotten. They've left their their weapons on the ground or, or they have them and they don't even know how to use them. They don't even know how to use them. So, Father, we just thank you for the anointing, God, that teacher's anointing, that intercession anointing on them to raise up warriors in the kingdom. In Jesus' name. Anybody? My sister next to um, Charmaine. Monica? Veronica. 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 Veronica.
We went and saw the Beach Boys. <laughs> we were coming back from Mississippi, and the sign was on the road. I said, let's go. So we went, Father God, I thank you for Rhonda right now. Lord, I thank you, Father, for all. I, I heard a song, and it goes like this. I am not forgotten. I am not forgotten. I am not forgotten. God knows my name. Amen. And I heard the Lord say, he said, daughter, I know your name. I know who you are, and I know what you're doing. He said, I've seen, says, I've seen, God watches what you do behind the scenes. Where others are not doing it, you're doing it. And you don't care if anybody knows that you're doing it. But God says, I see it. He said, because I see the servant's heart that's in you, daughter. He says, I see you have a heart to serve. He said, not only those around you, but my body and my kingdom. And he said, daughter, I'm going to bring you up like never before. And this is why he's going to bring you up. Because God has, has, has let you see leaders serve, and it's caused you to want to lead. And God says, daughter, I, I'm going to cause that leadership anointing in you to come forth. And he said, as I cause it to come forth, he said, it's going to, says, it's going to blow you away. Because you're not going to be, you're not going to be expecting it. You're not, you don't care if you ever get the glory. Because your, your glory is to God. Amen. But God says, daughter, he said, I'm going to teach others through you how to serve in my kingdom. I, I really do see you as a servant leader. Amen. That as you serve, people are going to learn how to lead. And as you, as you serve, you're going to learn how to be leaders, uh, a leader of, of God's kingdom. Amen. So, Father, I thank you for, for, for Rhonda. Lord, I thank you for all that you have for her. Lord, I thank you that wrote songs about Rhonda, Father God. <laughs> Lord, so that she knows, Father, that she's not forgotten. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Sis, tell me your name again. Mary. Mary, did you know that your baby boy? Okay, I shouldn't sing, but I do. Father God, I thank you for Mary. Mary, I really see God shifting some things for you. I, I know that you at one time had a home or something that you were doing. I see God causing an expansion in that. Um, I see somebody who is just seen what you were doing, and as I, as, I, as I saw it in the spirit, I saw them looking at you saying, now she does it right. She doesn't care if they, they have this or that. She just cares if they need this or that. And because of that, they are going to start bringing in finances that are going to just really blow your mind. And God says it's a seasoned daughter to get everything in order. It really is. It's a season of pre preparedness. That's a good way to say it. My Boy Scout just came out. Be prepared, right? Be ready. But God has given you this word now so that you can be ready and that you can, you can move forward in what God has for you to move into. And God says, daughter, he said, I don't want you get getting muddled up in the stuff. I see God bringing in people that are going to take the finances, not take them from you, but take them and say, we can help you with this. I see another one coming in who's going to do administration, and they're, going to, they're coming in because they have the heart that they, for you and the things that God is doing through you. And God says it won't be a struggle of you going over the books over and over again. He said, but I'll bring in the right CPA. He said, I'll bring in the right administrator. He said, I'll bring in the right people to serve. I see a lot of volunteerism that's going to happen around you. But I see you doing some things outside of the house that is going to open up the community like never before. And it's going to put you on the map, needless to say. 
Where you where you located at now? Gulfport. Okay, well, get ready because there's there's more coming. I mean, God's not done. You're not forgotten. God knows you. God knows what's going on right now. So, Father, I thank you for Mary and all that you're doing. And my sis right here on the end, opposite end, that would be you. <laughs> Tell me your name again. Connie. Father, I thank you for Connie. Connie, you've come a long way from the first time I met you. I mean, a long way. I mean, y- your demeanor is not demeaned. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, as me, not season. But I see what God has been doing in you. I see the anointings on your life. I see where you have plugged in and said, God, if this is my, if this is where I'm supposed to be, I'm plugging in, Father God. And when you plug in, you plug in wholeheartedly. You don't go halfway. There's no, there's no 50 or 60. There's no half full, half empty. It's, it's cup overflowing. And God says, because of that, daughter, he said, I'm going to use you even more and more in my kingdom. I see you drawing in people. You're like a magnet, amen, like a sponge that's been put down in the water and released, amen, and it just sucks up the water. And I saw that with you, that as, as you start to bring people in, God is going to cause an anointing in you to, that's going to be effervescent so that it, it, as, it <laughs> as it starts to come out, it will be bubbly. It will cause others to get, get fired up in the things of God. And what I heard when he was ministering to you is that you are going to be one of the volunteers. And then this is what the Lord said. He said, Mary and Martha. Mary and Martha. And I know that's not your name, but in the Bible, Mary and Martha. There's ministry. God has connected you guys for ministry, and you're very relatable. Uh, I just see women just being really able to relate to your story and the things that you've been through because you have a story. God wants you to know you're not abandoned. You're not abandoned. He hasn't forgotten about you. So, Father, right now, I just thank you, God, for what you're doing in her life. I thank you, God, that you know her. God, she's not forgotten. She's not abandoned. Whatever she needs, Father, provide. Release it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. My little buddy back there. What's his name? Shelby. Like the car? Wow, dude. <laughs> Father, I thank you for Shelby right now. Um, <coughs> Mom, I heard, him, heard the Lord say, he said, he hears me. He hears me. And God says, he's been speaking to you about the things that I've been doing. And you've been saying, son, go play. <laughs> go play. And it reminded me of a, something that happened to me when I was about his age. We lit the Christmas tree on fire, my sister and I, and we went into the kitchen and said, Mom, the curtains are on fire. We didn't tell her the tree was burned up. <laughs> she said, go play, go play, amen, and, and she, she put us off, but then when she smelled the smoke, she realized we weren't lying to her, right, but, but God has been speaking to him, and he's starting to hear his voice clearer and clearer, and God says, I've put you in a place so that he can learn how to know me. 
And, and you've, you've often said, you know, son, go back to bed. Go back to bed when he has the dreams and the, and, and the things that are happening. But I see that the, there was a season of nightmares, but now there's a season of what God is doing, and it's bringing hope to him so that he knows that he's not, you know, there's nothing wrong with him. But God says, even now, he said, I'm, I'm causing him to know me, even from a young age, as Eli knew me from a young age. Amen. So, Father, we thank you right now for, for Shelby and the car that he is, Father God, the little race car that he is, Father God. Lord, we ask you, to, Father God, to, to bring a greater anointing on this young man so that he knows, Father, that you're in control. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The voice of the Lord. Hallelujah. What a wonderful time. Yes, thank you. We're still live? Very good. Okay. I'm going to say something to him. So the voice of the Lord, it, it's a source of wisdom. Did you receive wisdom tonight? Isn't the prophetic nice and neat and, and it, when it's not, it's okay yelling and screaming at times. But it is so nice when you get ministered to with grace and just common sense and a, a sincerity. It's the voice of the Lord. Thank you all very much for your ministry. And thank you for teaching us to minister like you minister. And like the Lord would like us to minister. In a way that it's easily entreated, easily received. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The voice of the Lord gives instructions. Do we receive instructions? Amen. The voice of the Lord comes with power. We felt the Lord touch our hearts when we heard his voice through his servants. The voice of the Lord gives life, spirit and life. And the voice of the Lord comes with great blessings. So we were blessed tonight. You saw the ministry of a prophet in a manner that the Lord loves to minister, like they said of Jesus. Where did this guy get this from? And they said of the apostles, these are stupid idiots who have never went to seminary. And then they thought, they were with that other guy who spoke, not as the Pharisees, but as one with authority. So you saw the ministry of a prophet. We love you, Jesus, and thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you that the fivefold ministry is becoming so public and so kind and so resourceful to us that we're able to take it and run with it you receive what you saw tonight you receive jesus's ministry through his servants and you pray and ask for the lord to put you in a place where a man of god or a woman of god or like we had tonight both of them ministering tomorrow they'll be here ministering also but this is how the lord is developing his body because it is necessary that we have these ministries in the body of christ they are for the perfecting of the saints so we can work the ministry. So it's a very good thing. Father, we thank you for what you've done in us tonight. We thank you for the changes that are taking place in our lives. We thank you that you've hidden things from us as you work on us, and now you've revealed some of those things tonight. More of the we know in part and we see in part. So you've connected some dots for us, and we receive it in Jesus' name.
If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it would be a really good time to do that because you can see easily that the time's drawing near. So I want to pray with you right now. If you're watching this and you've never said, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord, everybody is heavy laden and burdened down right now. And Jesus said, if you'll come to me, I'll give you rest. Rest for your souls. So you go to the Lord Jesus and you say, Jesus, I want to receive you as my Savior. You already have heard over and over that God gave him as a sacrifice for our sins and the sins of the whole world. Now you at least owe him a chance for your life to save you and help you. He doesn't want to put you in a religion. He wants to put you in a relationship. So you go to him and say, Jesus, I accept what you did for me. Thank you for giving your life for me. I receive you as my Savior, and your life will change. He will start transforming you because you have become his. We love you and bless you and look forward to being with you again tomorrow at 1030. In Jesus' name, amen.